1: You're
2: listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. G'day and welcome to That's Incredible. Now, if you've been snacking on other podcasts, fingers crossed you've left some room in your guts because this is one podcast meal you are going to love. We're talking food, food that is incredible. Oh, my It's That's Incredible Food, and it's not bite-sized. We have three delicious courses about our favourite Aussie food. Your entree will be tasty morsels of food facts served up by our cast of Cordon Bleu kids, and then leave plenty of room for your mouth-watering main course and incredible story a la Amina El Shafi then it's your turn to provide the dessert when we invite you to share your variation of an Australian kitchen classic. OK, settle in. This is like a degustation menu with some juicy Aussie food facts from our cast of kids.
1: Aboriginal Australians were making bread 36,000 years ago.
2: That's twice as long as the ancient Egyptians. Scientists have recently rediscovered large flat rocks and they were used for grinding native seeds down to make flour. Bread that was made from kangaroo grass was even gluten-free.
1: Australians spread enough Vegemite on their toast every year to make a line that would go around the world three times.
2: That is disgusting. That's 1.2 billion serves of Vegemite. Doctors say that two serves of Vegemite contain enough folic acid to help make mums give birth to healthier babies. And that's probably why you like Vegemite.
1: Chico rolls don't have any chicken in them.
2: But they do contain a tasty mix of beef, celery, barley, rice, cabbage, carrots and some secret spices... They were invented as an easy food to eat with one hand while watching the football. Can you imagine it? Recently, two politicians got into a big argument over which town the Chico Roll was invented in. Some say Bendigo, some saying Wagga Wagga. I'm saying delicious.
1: More than two-thirds of macadamia nuts grown in the world can be traced back to one tree in Queensland.
2: A single tree from the town of Gympie provided a cutting that was exported to Hawaii that was used to grow every macadamia tree for Hawaii's macadamia nut industry. The Bojila people of the Australian rainforests have been eating macadamia nuts for thousands of years, as well as using macadamia oil as a liniment and a face paint.
1: Freddo frogs might have been Fredo
2: mice. They were going to be shaped like mice till the man who designed them convinced the owner of the chocolate factory that mice were too scary and disgusting. Freddo frogs were so popular that children were offered free Freddos to encourage them to get their vaccinations.
1: The largest lamington ever made weighed more than two and a half tonnes.
2: Mount Lamington was made in New Zealand in 2020, so that means the 2.3 ton Lamington that was made in Toowoomba in Queensland in 2011 is now the world's second largest Lamington. The Lamington was named after a governor of Queensland. His name, Lord Lamington.
1: Tim tans are named after a racehorse. <laughs>
2: The 1958 Kentucky Derby was won by a horse named Tim Tam. The owner of Arnott's Biscuits liked the name so much, he borrowed it for a new chocolate-covered biscuit. No one knows who was the first person to ever do a Tim Tam Slam. But I know who the next person is. You.
1: The Australian government has laws about how to cook Anzac biscuits.
2: It doesn't seem true, but it is. The Department of Veterans Affairs even makes laws about what shape an Anzac biscuit is allowed to be. The big American company Subway weren't allowed to sell Anzac biscuits because their recipe didn't have the right ingredients in it.
1: Tiny Teddies are named after an American president.
2: Tiny Teddies were invented in Australia in 1990 as a smaller version of Teddy Bear Biscuits teddy bears got their name after President Teddy Roosevelt, who refused to shoot a bear once when he was out hunting. So people started making toy bears and calling them teddy bears. So yes, tiny teddies are kind of named after Teddy Roosevelt.
1: Kangaroo has only one tenth of the fat content of beef or lamb.
2: Kangaroo meat also has lots of zinc and iron, and emu meat is also extremely low in fat, so when we eat the Australian coat of arms, and we do do it, we're eating very healthily.
1: The first Granny Smith apple grew on a garbage pile.
2: Sydney grandmother, Maria Ann Smith, loved experimenting with unusual fruits that she brought home from the markets. She was smart enough to notice that an apple seedling growing from a pile of discarded fruit was a whole new variety. The Granny Smith apple is now one of the world's favorites. So how about those incredible facts? My mind is actually blown trying to imagine 1.2 billion serves of Vegemite that we get through every year. That's 1.2 billion knives leaving 1.2 billion little streaks of Vegemite in the margarine to annoy the next 1.2 billion people who take it out of the fridge. As far as I'm concerned, the only law that should be being passed is regarding the Anzac biscuits, and they have to be chewy, right? A little bit crunchy on the outside and very chewy on the inside. Are you with me? Let's fight for that. So we've got the Tim Tam Slam and the crunchy, chewy Anzac biscuit. Don't even start me on meringues. They definitely have to be crunchy and chewy. The storyteller we're lucky to have at our dinner table today is Amina El Shafi. Now, you'll remember her from MasterChef Season 4 and MasterChef Back to Win. She was cooking succulent steaks, terrific tangines and sumptuous seafood. I'm going to let her introduce herself. And also, the sounds you hear along the way are Amina's son, who's enjoying his breakfast the way babies do. Take it away, Amina.
0: Hi, my name is Amina Shafi. I am a paediatric nurse, but as many of you might know, I was previously a contestant on MasterChef Australia. I'm also a mum to two little kids, one who is a little freshier, newborn, <laughs> and my oldest one who's actually just turned two. So that's me in a nutshell. I got into cooking because as a kid my parents used to include me in helping them with cooking and you know I have really good memories of my parents taking me to the local fruit shop where you know that's where I learned a lot about fruits and vegetables. It's so important because that's the basics of cooking. The kind of food that I remember loving to cook in the kitchen were foods such as pastas and some of the slow cooked foods that my parents used to make at home and you know a lot of those slow cooked meals especially the Middle East and the Korean foods I'm getting to do that now for my own kids so I've learned a lot along the way and to eat my goodness pasta used to be my favourite all shapes of pastas but I think the best sauce to go with the pasta is a good spaghetti bolognese sauce. Some of the foods that I love to cook with my toddler, her name is Aya and she's just over two years old, we love to cook cakes together because she sees me crack the eggs in and mix the batter up and, you know, we sing songs as we do it. Um, So I like to get her involved. But, you know, any kind of foods with dried fruit, she loves it because she just likes to, you know, stick a hand in and grab a couple of dried fruit out and munch on them at the same time. But I think her favourite is when we make fruit salad. She loves her fruit and we start singing the Wiggles fruit salad song, so (laughs) I think that's her (laughs) favourite. The kind of food that we can find in Australia, I mean, where do you start? There are so many different types of cultural foods and you look at You look at your friends, you look at your neighbours, we're all a mixed bag of cultures. So in Australia we're so lucky, we can get Chinese food, we can get Italian food, we can get Thai food. I mean, it's all endless and I grew up with Middle Eastern food and Korean food because that's my background and both of those foods, you know, you can easily get in different places around Sydney. So we're very lucky that we can try all these delicious foods from different countries. So I've grown up with my mum being Korean and my dad Egyptian and, you know, learning about their cultural foods was really important because as I've grown up, I've also wanted to learn to then pass it down to my children as they get older too. And we're very lucky here in Australia because, you know, I can find a really good Middle Eastern grocer. I can can find a Korean grocer and get the ingredients that I need. And I think it's so important for kids here in Australia to be open to going to different grocery stores around, you know, wherever they live. But most importantly, go visit your fruit and vegetable shop. You'll learn so much about all the amazing colourful fruit and vegetables. Understanding, you know, the types of fruit and vegetables available through winter versus summer versus spring and autumn. We are just so lucky here in this country to be around amazing produce. Get to know your seafood too. Go down to the fish market. Learn about different fish different seafood and hey we've got some great beef lamb chicken there's so many ingredients for you to get to know and it's such a good idea to get some books about food I'm sure your mum and dad probably have a collection of cookbooks as well open those cookbooks up and have a learn and see what you can you know maybe cook with mum and dad one day I think that's really important My favourite thing about being on MasterChef Australia is living in that food bubble, you know, we get to meet all the other contestants from around Australia, get to know who they are, what they love to cook, and we learn from each other too. And then the fun thing also is getting to meet these amazing chefs, not just from Australia, but from around the world, a bit of a fangirl for some celebrity chefs, but to live in a food bubble that is fantastic and have you seen that pantry we get to cook from that is an amazing pantry every item you can think of is in that amazing pantry my all-time favorite chef who i got to meet was rick stein i love rick stein personally because i love seafood and he is a seafood master so to meet him was just oh i was over the moon Look, I love to try different foods with my kids. I mean, my little one yet, he's still he's still breastfeeding, unfortunately, so he's not quite yet at that stage. But with my little girl, Aya, she's very open to getting to taste foods and understand different foods and textures, and I think that's really important for you guys. You know, if there's something new in front of you, give it a go. It doesn't hurt to give it a go. Have a try. Have a taste. Have a feel of what you're eating. I think that's really important. And you never know. It could be your most favourite food ever. So yes, yes, yes. I know, buddy. I know. One day you'll get to try food. That's my little boy at the moment and he's joining in with me. <laughs> but don't feel afraid to try different foods. As you grow older, you're going to try all these amazing things and you're never going to know unless you try. On my Instagram account, so at Amina El Shafi, ask your mum and dad to hop on and see what I cook at home. Quite often, I'll pop in, you know, a couple of different dishes that I like to cook for my family. And, you know, this will give you an idea of what we cook at home and the different kinds of foods that we love. But don't feel afraid to also pick up a cookbook. I mean, there's so many really good books about food that kids can read about. One of my daughter's favorite book that she loves to read is about noodles and all the different types of noodles. And I'm sure all of you guys out there, little kids out there, you would love noodles, all different types of pastas or Asian noodles, whatever it is. So you learn a lot through books too. So don't ever hesitate to say, mum, dad, hey, let's go to the library or let's buy this book and learn about food.
2: Who else can't wait for dinner tonight? Whether it's cooked on a barbie or a campfire or your fancy pants new air fryer, I bet you found some inspiration from that amazing story. All right, Let's see if your food knowledge is worth three chefs' hats. We're going to play a game of true or false based on some of the facts that we've learnt. I'll make a statement and then you yell out true if you think it's true or false if you think it's false or sausages if you've got no idea but you want to play along anyway. You ready? Here we go. Question one. You can make this a competition. Oh, I'm excited. True or false? False. Governor of Queensland, Lord Neenish, had a cake named after him. Who said false? You're right. It was Lord Lamington. Lord Lamington had the Lamington named after him, the tastiest, most chocolatey of all the Lords. Lord Neenish never existed. What about this one? You can eat both the animals on Australia's coat of arms. Yes, you can. It's true. You can make a healthy, low-fat meal out of kangaroo and emu. In fact, if you mince the two together, you can make beautiful, low-fat hamburgers. What would you call them, though? Kangamu burgers. Yum. True or false, Granny Smith is a tasty variety of, wait for it, peach. (laughs) It's false. It's false. You know it. Granny Smith was a real grandmother, though. Very busy, pinching cheeks and being awestruck at how tall you've grown when she wasn't busy inventing names for apples. What about this one? Macadamia nuts are native to Hawaii. Yeah, that's right. That's false. Macadamia nuts are native to northern New South Wales and southeast Queensland, meaning they don't know which team to support in state of origin. True or false? Oh, I love this question. Chico Rolls don't have any chicken in them. That's true. It is the weirdest thing. I've always thought Chico Rolls had chicken because they're called... Chico rolls, as in chicken. For the record, spring rolls are actually better than chico rolls, and they don't have any springs in them. True or false? I think you know this one. Tim Tams are named after a racehorse. Excellent. Who said true? You all did. Tim Tam was the name of the horse that won the Kentucky Derby in 1958. If it was one of the other horses, one of your favourite snacks might be the Silky Sullivan or Gone Fishing, But it's not. It's the Tim Tam. False or true? Sometimes false gets upset because it's always true or false. So we've got to make it even. So false or true? The Department of Veteran Affairs makes laws about how to cook an iced vovo false how happy is false they do have laws about what you can put in an anzac biscuit it's got to be chewy and that's the law and that's all i can tell you that's our quiz how did you go well done if you won a bad luck if you didn't if you had a whole lot of sausages i hope you had some tomato sauce to go with them now it's your turn to get creative Our incredible storyteller, Amina El Shafi, was on MasterChef, and while she was there, she had all the ingredients in the world to cook her dishes. We'd love to see your imaginary dishes if you had any ingredient in Australia to cook with. Would it contain wombat canopies for starters? Toasted bogong moth for main course? What about eucalyptus-flavoured ice cream for dessert? Write it down and send it into us so we can stick it on the fridge for our own inspiration. Well, that's all the That's Incredible we have for you this time. Dinner's over. Time to wash up. Quick tip. When I was a kid, I'd go hide on the toilet when it was time to do the washing up. So my sister, one of my three brothers, had to do it. <laughs> don't tell them. Don't tell them. They never knew. We'll see you next time for more That's Incredible.